Let's go. Escobar on the beat. King Legend Talks. Fire Radio. 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 King Legend Talks. Welcome to King Legend Talks. It's your boy King Legend Seven Five Seven. We got the one and the only Marquise Moore in the building. If you don't know this guy, I don't know where you've been. You've been slipping, sleeping. I don't know what you've been up to. But this guy right here, born in New, New Jersey, moved to Atlanta when he was sixteen. You know, played in hit movies and TV shows such as ATL, The Walking Dead, Tyler Perry, The Pain, Snowfall, The Oath. And we'll also play in a brand new TV series, you know, executive produced by the one and only 50 Cent, titled hey. DMF, scheduled to premiere on Stars this Sunday. Give it up for the one and only Marquise Moore, everyone. Thank y'all for having me. Most definitely. How you been, man? How you been making it through the pandemic? quiet place for this whole damn city. I feel you. You <laughs> lit. I see you. I see you. Try the bathroom. Look, I'm about to do the interview in the bathroom. <laughs> Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, brother. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, let's get it. I hear you loud and clear. It smells like shit in here, but we gonna get it. We gonna get it done. Hey, look, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's one thing about it. We real over here. Right. Oh my you god. How long is this gonna take? No. <laughs> we go. We gonna take care of it real quick. All right. So let's go ahead and get right to the top, man. I don't know. This interview has started so many different ways. It's all good though. We gonna get right to it. Um, how you been making it through the pandemic? Like, you know, how's it shift your mindset? You know, what things have you kind of been doing to stay productive? The pandemic, I would say the pandemic brought out my hustle for sure. Okay. Because in the beginning, it was very slow and the industry didn't know what was going to happen. So even the SAG building, I think, was closed for a little while. Um, there weren't any auditions. There weren't any, like, in-person auditions. Everything mm -hmm. had converted over to Zoom calls and Zoom auditions, video auditions. Uh, and big studios that didn't have a plan in the beginning. So I had to figure out a way to, to still get work, you know, mm -hmm. during that time frame. And I, I, I would say I was successful. I worked with Manny Haley, who's an independent filmmaker. Um, my work with him sustained me through the pandemic. I did the Dutch uh, movie. And we're working on a series now called Legacy with me, Ving Rains, Lisa Ray, Clifton Powell. Uh, he plays my uncle on the show. 
Okay. And Andre Fuller. It's a good show. Um, but we, we did all of that during the pandemic. And, uh, and then I started teaching acting classes. I just got on my hustle, man. I come from New Brunswick. All we know is hustle. You know what I mean? Right. So when, when I realized that the, the phone wasn't going to ring, that I had to get out there all over again, I was inspired and motivated to do it. So I don't think the pandemic was a bad thing as far as the business part. I think if you was a hustler, it wasn't a, bit a pandemic. It was a pandemic, baby. Right, <laughs> right. You had to find different ways to get creative with your hustle. That's what the pandemic reminded me of. You know, um, a lot of people might not know about you, this about you, but, you know, I consider you one of the biggest trendsetters in, in reality TV. You know what wow, I'm saying? It, 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 going back on Yeah, I'm going all the way back to G's the Gents. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my probably my first reality TV show I've ever watched. I'm people not be trying to act it. like I wasn't. They try to act like I didn't hit every. I hit all of yeah. the reality shit before it was popping. Before niggas was all thinking it was the shit. Okay, on reality watch out for big now soldier think, now. Now these fucking reality show stars think they real celebrities, don't they? Right, absolutely. You know, shit crazy. The, you niggas are not real celebrities. <laughs> now, rea here, reality TV has shifted a lot, especially after this pandemic. You know what I'm saying? But even before a little bit. You've noticed that it became like a little bit less physical. It's yeah. more oh, after me, of course, because they wasn't happening. Right. Oh, somebody's gonna get killed. Absolutely. I was scared watching you and Jesus Jens, though. I, I ain't gonna lie. Serious too. Right. I, I saw you on there. I was like, man, you know the whole purpose of the show is people to actually last and make it. Jamie I was Fox, like, Jamie Fox to this day is afraid of me. Wow. To this day, I see him in places and he'd be like, I'm like, relax, dude. Gonna I, touch you. How does I that make you that. feel? How does that make you feel, though? Um, when I was younger, I used to care. I don't give a fuck now because I'm not that same person. Right. Like, I don't go into places with, with the attitude of like, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder when I was young. Mm -hmm. I don't have that chip anymore. Life has been good to me. Acting has been great for me. I can I'm see. not even that same guy anymore. You know, right. it's fun that people remember it so I don't ever have to do it again. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, oh, nah, don't fuck with him. He might punch you in your shit. But now, I don't have those problems because people know. It's like, if I didn't put in that work, nobody mm. would respect me in that way. Maybe I would have to punch somebody in their fucking face. But I don't Absolutely. have those problems anymore. Well, we glad you don't have to punch nobody in the face right now, okay? Right. <laughs> we happy about that. So, uh, what made you get into acting? Like, what was that moment? Well, here's you the thing. Like, I was acting first. I did ATL. Okay. ATL was before G's the Gents. Right. Um, honestly, in the beginning, it was the money. It was the first time I ever got a big check at one time, and I fell in love with it. Now I really love acting. I've changed over the past couple of years. I really love the craft. I love everything about, you know, building a character, developing technique. I'm yeah. in love with being a thespian. More than, more than the fame and, and all that bullshit, I really like acting. Right. I fell in love with it, man. I mean, you're talented at it, too. Like, you would have to be blind not to see your talent on that screen. Like, the way you translate what the character is really trying to project, I feel like you get it right every time. Like, you, you, you really got it down to a science, and you execute with perfection uh, when I see you, you on the screen. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you had an interview before, and you said that when you become... And I mean, when you take on a, a character, part of that character becomes you. And even after the role is over, you still keep 
part of that character. Yeah, is that still um, true to you? I had to learn to be careful with that. I'm still learning. Right. Uh, because, like, like you just said, most of the roles that I've taken, I've embodied. I, I, I study a technique called the Stanislavski method mm-hmm. that teaches you, you know, how to pretty much incorporate your own feelings and own emotions into these characters. So, yeah, eventually, if you do it long enough, you will become like your character. Right. It's funny because, like, even with the BMF thing, that's this is probably the closest role to my real life that I've ever played. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's a place where I'm comfortable, and I love being on BMF. I know most of the people in real life that live yeah. that life. Um, like my man Free Uwe, by the way, man, my boy Uwe. Uwe, I was on the phone with Uwe every day when we was filming this shit. You know right. what I mean? So, and they're proud of me. They're like, yo, you was really there. So for you to be acting in the shit, I'm the only actor on this show that was really there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a blessing, man. Yeah, the, the lines get blurred when you're acting. And be, yeah, you can become the character. I think what most actors should do is get there. Okay, you know I mean? okay. It's important. So y'all hear y'all hear it. Marquise Moore said therapy is very important. Therapy is important. I, I definitely believe in that. So um speaking of therapy, I assume you've been to therapy since you're saying I have it's been important. To therapy. I was in marriage counseling. You know, I was married, man. Divorced. Right. And, and I, what I will ask is how has therapy changed your life for the better or for worse? I saw a different perspective in, in the way I think in my paradigm. Um I just look at things from different perspectives now. Even last night, my sister, my little sister made me late to the premiere. She forgot her shoes, so we had to drive an hour and a half away to get her shoes. And oh, she was man. like, I just can't believe that this is you. She's like, you ain't spaz out. You ain't flip out. You calm. She was like, I can't wait to tell everybody. My brother changed. Right. And it took me that moment to realize, like, damn, maybe I, I did change. Like, I'm not mad. Like, take your time. You know, late, so what? You my little sister. You know? I know you're probably at the point of your life where it's comfortable. You're kind of used to um, being in these type of situations. Um, does it ever get old to you, though? You know, um, what meeting, meeting all these dope individuals, man. Like, you've been in some rooms. I grew up listening to 50 Cent, so right. I see Fit, it's always that dynamic of, man, that's 50 Cent. But other than that, don't nobody really impress me. Okay. Not really many people that. Who can I say? Shit, I haven't met Denzel yet. That's gonna be impressive as fuck. What lessons have you learned from great minds of people like Fifty Cent and Tyler Perry that uh, will stick with you I, forever? I learned work ethic. I learned right. sobriety from Fifty Cent. Fifty will literally get a bottle, take a sip, and then empty the bottle out and pour water in it. For real. And the whole time you think he's drinking liquor, but he's sober. So, like, when I go out now, I'll do that. I'll pour, like, some red grenadine in some water and keep getting okay. shots of water. You know okay. what I mean? And then it's just staying focused. Um, I learned from Tyler Perry, work ethic. He never stops working. You know, He's the hardest working man that I know. So, right. for him to be rich, have all the things he wants, and still work harder than the people who don't have shit. Like, I got friends that don't even wake up till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. How do you expect to be on their level when they're working at four o'clock in the morning. Right. And when I saw that with my own eyes, I remember one time I walked into the to the gym, six o'clock in the morning, Tyler Perry's in there on the damn treadmill. I'm like, this motherfucker don't work, don't stop working. But yeah. seeing it with my own eyes made me realize, oh, that's what it takes to be great. 
that's what it takes. Everybody always wonders, you know, how do you get to that level? You work harder than everybody else. You wake up earlier than everybody else. You go to sleep later. That's what it takes. That's very yeah. motivating, especially when you see it for somebody you look up to. Yeah, man. Uh, and they, they're hard workers. And then they leave no room for excuses. Like, what excuse can you make when you see somebody that works as hard as that? Right. Like, you really don't have any. You can't make an excuse. If God blessed you enough to be in the same room as them, you should probably be taking notes and incorporating that in your Fire. lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, so what would you say is, like, your most proud mo moment <coughs> or accomplishment so far? My most proud moment was taking my mother on a set of Tyler Perry's The Pains. And Tyler introducing her to the whole cast and crew. She sat right next to him. And uh, he leaned over at the end of the episode that we shot. And he said, I'm proud of you. Coming wow. from him, that meant a lot. Because he knew all the shit I went through. From going to prison for three years to, you know, just all the controversy, all that shit. And just mm -hmm. bouncing back from all of that. And him being the first person to give me a chance. So how does it feel to go through so much controversy and still be standing tall? You know what That's I'm saying? God. I can't blame, I can't thank anybody. I'm not supposed to be where I'm at. I'm not supposed to be making movies still. People who've been through what I've been through would be blackballed. They would be out of the industry. By the grace of God, he's opened doors that nobody can close. Amen. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself right there. Now, if you can go back in time with the knowledge you have today, what would you tell the younger version of yourself? Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's what I would tell my younger self. Don't do drugs. That's that's real. That's real right there. Straight and, up. That's what I would tell Um what advice could we you We don't give count us? too with all people out there. We, we don't, don't count. count. He said don't do drugs, but we don't count, okay? We does we not count. count. Um what advice would you give an actor who's interested in getting a film but don't have any connections or background? Um first thing I would ask him why they acting. Why do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a celebrity? Do you want to be famous? Then you're talking to the wrong guy. Right. If you want to be famous, go punch somebody in the face and have somebody record it for you. You'll get pretty famous like I did. But if you want to be an actor, study, take classes, always do monologues, always be in it. Never stop acting. And you can always be acting. There's enough work. You can create work. If you're looking for an opportunity, make one. There's nothing right. stopping you from grabbing the camera and doing a monologue, you know? Absolutely. But if you want to be famous, there's shortcuts. You can do a lot of shit to be famous. It's all, it's all in what you want. Especially in today's society with social media, so many people are getting famous just by going viral. Um, I think that really has changed the game in general. Uh, what is fame? Like, I feel like that should be a, qu a question nowadays. What is what fame? Is fame? Right, when there's so many different Bullshit, levels. To be honest, because it comes and goes. Like, I was famous and broke. That's the worst kind of fame. Motherfuckers right. recognizing you and seeing you, and I ain't have a dollar in my pocket. Now, I got a nice little bank account. I'm in the house. Motherfuckers don't even see me. Right. I don't even go outside. I'm so happy and content with what I work hard to get. Right. I don't, I don't feel the need to show it off. I think famous people always want to show you what they have. And it's almost like they're putting it in your face so that they can stay relevant. I don't right. really care about that, to be honest with you. you know? That's the truth. So I would say uh, fame is not really my game. <laughs> Absolutely. And what's more important when it comes to the industry, like the entertainment industry? Is it who you know or is it what you know? Both. Damn, that's a good question. But um, 
who you know, but who you know doesn't really do nothing for you if those people don't respect you for what you bring to the table. Right. So I think with me, it's been the consistency. A lot of people have been watching me grow, my growth, and I've been consistent. You know, I do what I do well. And um, I don't I don't step in anybody else's lanes. I don't step on toes. I stay in right. my fucking lane. I stay out the way. And people will recognize you if you've got the, a talent enough. So who you know, I think, doesn't really mean much. Because if you're working hard enough, the people that you need to know will know you. Right. Trust me, they'll get to you. They'll find out about you. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I discovered about you recently, that you was into music as well. Um, okay. A lot of people, they, they see you, they see you acting, they see you on TV and movies, but to see you in the, in the music, you know, that was, that was fresh to me, right? I so started I say, doing music. I got signed to Devon Stevens, shout out Devon, when I was like 17. Um, I've been doing music all my life, bro, but for some reason, acting took off first and people wouldn't accept the music. But now I'm putting an album out, it's called IMDB, stands for I'm Dreaming Big. And I'm telling my story. I'm talking about my days when I was dating Sierra, all that shit. I'm telling everything on this album. Okay. I'm talking about shit I shouldn't be talking about, but fuck it. You only get one shot to be big time. Okay, okay. Is it going to be messy or is it going to be like, it's going to be clean? Uh, nah, it's not clean. It's, I'm talking I'm talking my life story on this, on this music. So when IMDB come out 10-4, it's a lot of people might want to tune in to see if they name might pop up. Ooh okay. Oh no, it's about to be a little it's spicy like around here. Album, put it that way. I got you. I got you. So um, you know, I, I would like I said, I was taking a moment to listen to some of your music and I was actually impressed, my brother. Thank you, man. Um the the black trophy. Let's talk black about trophy. that. That was black hard. Trophy. That's a true story. It's about an actress I know that adopted a black kid and um She's white, obviously. So I touched on that. I saw it firsthand. And they're, they're a friend of mine. They're family. But I saw certain things. And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. And um, right. they made me make that song. The Black Trophy is out right now. Y'all should check it out. Now, for the people that haven't heard it, I want to go ahead and let y'all hear a little snippet of it. So I already got permission from my main man right here to play a little bit of Black Trophy for y'all. So I do want y'all to hear it because it's actually fire. Like, I'm trying to tell you, I had it on repeat all day. I am in capping. Uh, it's really fire. So I'm going to go ahead and play a snippet. Black Trophy. Play that Black Trophy. Kiss. Here we go. Can we hear it? I'm a man on a mission. Like a chef in the kitchen. Ain't got no whip. Driven by my ambition. Said I can't ball. Call me a midget. Thought I had that switch. But I was just wishing. Fuck. I had to switch on my street lights. I can't get rich off the street lights. I do not move the shade room. Don't tell me shit if they say something. You know I'm triggered to lay shit. Maybe do surgical facelift. I went to church, but it ain't stick. I lost my faith when they slipped. Why in the hell am I famous? Feel like an animal cage then. People just walk up and say shit. People just walk up and take pics. Who told these hoes they can hold me? All this gold on me. Come on, man. Yeah, I know, but I feel like a trophy. You can be ballin', but you can't take it with you. Keep ballin'. Good job. Now pull for the pitch. Black trophy. Just ball. Don't talk. Black trophy. 
that's black trophy, y'all. That's black trophy. Y'all gotta go tap in, man. That is go. That just goes so fire, like it's crazy. It's not. It's no problem, man. Like I said, I had it on repeat all day. You guys, so make sure you go tap in. Uh, I believe I was listening in on Spotify. My album IMDb will be out ten four, ten four. Absolutely. And so I know you. I know you about to. You know you eating and everything with your family. So I ain't gonna take up too much of your time. But I did want to address the elephant in the room. Okay. Everybody around you, super famous. Come on now. Tune into Marriage Bootcamp. When you gonna be on that? October 7th, so that's three days after my album drops. October 4th, October 7th on Marriage Bootcamp. It's going to be lit. Me and my wife be watching Marriage Bootcamp. Him and his wife be watching it. We definitely going to be tuning in. That's what's up, man. We definitely going to be tuning in. So I got to address that. this interview. I really appreciate this, man. And that billboard is crazy. Man, you know I got to show love when it's, when it's due. Bro. I respect you. I respect man, you. That, you don't know what that did for me. I've never been on a billboard, first of all. That's why I do it. I make sure I take care of people. I make sure I take care of people, man. That's what I like to do. Um, So my next question for you, like I said, I got to address the elephant in the room. We got to talk about BMF, man. We got to talk about it. So BMF, uh, what can we expect? I mean, you know me. If if you watch anything I've been in, when you see me playing a character, just say, oh, shit. Yeah, if you see me in character, just know... Expect that it's gonna be some some bullshit. My characters be on some shit. You play a lot of shady characters. We can't deny you play a lot of shady characters. Okay. I, like uh, for an example, you know, I hate to bring it up at this moment, but Snowfall, you played Ray Ray. He I was shady. Ray Ray. I don't know what. Yeah. He was extremely shady. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say female. My character on this show is called Female. I wouldn't say his character was shady, but. He's not a, he's an antagonist for sure. Okay. He's okay. An antagonist. Man, you know that uh, it's highly anticipated, man. You know, um, I'm definitely going to be tapping in. Now, let's talk about legacy, man. We've been talking about fame. Let's talk about legacy. Mm. What do you want to be? For, brother. What do you want to be remembered for when people think about you? I want to be remembered as being resilient. Somebody who didn't let the worst. I want, I want to speak for the people who feel like they don't deserve to be great. That feel like they've made mistakes in life and that they don't deserve to be great or to be happier, to be accepted or appreciated. I want to show them that that's not true. That you can bounce back from anything as long as you have God and you believe in yourself. Right. And I want to be the example for that. I want people to look at my career and go, he survived through all of that. That's dope. And what kind of goals do you have set for yourself, man? I know we all. I got a production company, so I'm I'm going in production on one of my projects. Um, my biggest goal: I want to win an Emmy, I want to win an Oscar, and I want to play Elijah Muhammad in a in a series. Okay, that's super oh, dope. I got paintings of me. That's super yeah, I want dope. I want to play Elijah Muhammad on a project. I think that'll be the project that I do where I'll be like, okay, I made it. You know, um, a, a lot of people. <laughs> They look at other people's lives, and that's one of the things I like to do on this show is to to really shine light on um, the struggle sometimes. Because a lot of people, they see the end result of your hard work. They don't see the process. Yeah, nobody ever sees the process. Right. In my case, so, I guess you got a, got a chance to see the process, though, a little bit. Cause absolutely. Absolutely. 
Now let's talk about your role in Tyler Perry, The Pains, man. That was a little unique for you. Ryan Payne. Yeah, my mother even said that was my silliest role. Ryan right. So to be able to play something that lighthearted was dope, man. And it, it showed my range, I think. A lot of people didn't know that I can... That all my roles were gangsters. So for, to play right. Ryan, it's like, okay, this is a fun kid. He's not a gangster at all. He's the total opposite. That Absolutely. Was that was my highest paying job, too. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Perry was... Tyler Perry was involved with that. We talk about probably one of the richest uh, people in the world. Yeah. He could have paid me more, though, but still, I love Tyler. Absolutely. So, um, if you could work with anybody in a movie... Said if I could work with anybody? In a movie, who would it be? Denzel Washington. Absolutely. Or Marlon Brando. Is Marlon Brando still alive? I don't know. Denzel Washington, Al Pacino, Marlon Brando. Those are my three. Absolutely. Now, um, you played in a lot of classics and classics in the making. Like, who could have predicted, you know, um, ATL at the time when it was being shot, that it would be so big? I don't think in nobody the thought ATL was going to be successful. I don't think anybody thought that. We were all just having fun. From T I, think, I think the movie, T.I. had the most stake in the movie because he... He kind of put the movie with his album. Right. So that one album that T.I. put out, I think he was more he he was more expecting it to be big. For me, I was just happy to be in a movie. I didn't really no, I didn't know. I wonder Absolutely. if you guys knew this, that ATL is actually Will Smith's movie. It's Overbrook Entertainment. Interesting. A lot of people didn't know that, huh? He was like, what is it? What you call the, the ATL? Was he like the silent investor or something? <laughs> Like well, he was, he was a part of it, but I didn't hear. No, it. he was the executive producer. That was uh, Overbrook Entertainment film. It might have been one of the first too. That's amazing. Word. So, how important is it to have more than one stream of income, man? When you're an actor, I think the pandemic has taught a lot of things. Oh, I'm hustling. I got acting classes. I, I pick credit. I, what else do I do? Shit, it's so much that I do. I got my hands in a lot of stuff, man. My wow. friend just um bought a house chicken which i invested in first house chicken in las vegas you know the famous house chicken from chicago so you know we entrepreneurs now man like He's working. that was hustlers that, that now legit, legit right you know restaurant man. owners so we, we we doing our thing now let's let's talk about friends man like um i don't have friends your, he said he ain't got friends y'all i don't no friends don't. what'd you say i said no friends I don't have any friends. If, if, if they're around me, I, I'm doing business with them. Nine times out of ten. Right. I really don't. I can't say I have friends. Friends are liabilities, man. If y'all can't get no money. Y'all need that, to clip that. He said friends are liabilities. Yeah, friend is a liability. It's cool to have a friend when you're in middle school, high school. Friends are cool. You right. don't need no fucking friend as a damn adult. I mean, I, you don't need that. Preach to him. Friends can't shit for you. Absolutely. So I was my question was going to be how do you separate the two, or what advice would you give to someone that still you know got those guys their homies are still in the street doing their thing but they trying to move in a different direction. Um, do it, move in a different direction. You got to grow up eventually, man. You don't want to be no fifty year old gangster. You like a fucking clown. Just honestly. Right. <laughs> and then because by then only only people around you is little niggas that you giving game to and it's the wrong game because you an old nigga that should have been gated shit up. So at the end of the day, nah, that shit corny. 
if you right. feel like you, it's your time to separate yourself, do it. Do it. And don't look back. You know what I'm right. saying? Because the only, only thing they're going to be good for is helps you carry your casket. At the end of the That's day, true. So. Nah, do you, man. Do you. You only get one life. Now, um, Steve Harvey, he always talking about taking risks and having that faith and taking that leap of faith. In your life, what was one of your biggest risks that you took that actually worked out for you? My biggest risk moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I was and what was that ago, like? I dropped out of school, and a friend of mine had a girl who was driving down to Atlanta, and I got in the car. That was my biggest risk, because I didn't know nobody. I didn't have shit, nothing. And you just nothing. went? I just went. And I remember when I drove in, the irony, the first thing I saw was a big-ass billboard that said, the world is BMS. That was the very first thing I saw when I when I came to Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, this is where I need to be. And I just That's started hustling. I was a bootlegger. I sold liquor on Clark campus. Um, we heard about that. For those that remember that shit, it was pretty big. <laughs> and then I met Devon Stevens. I got a record deal. And the rest is history, man. Man, that's super dope, man. Like, literally, that's, that's fire. Um, you know, taking risks is hard to do, man. It's not easy because it's, it's no hey, security. you hungry, there. you'll do it. Your stomach growling, you'll take a risk. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. At, you ain't got no choice at that point. Yep. Definitely got no choice. I've always been hungry, though, bro. Like, I had a girl tell me the other day, she's like, oh, you got strong calves. You must work out. I'm like, no, I ain't have a car for years. Right. I walked everywhere. And then have Absolutely. no shame about it, you know? So, so what, kind of stuff, <laughs> what kind of stuff you like to do for fun, man, in your free time, just to kind of, like, like, you know, enjoy fun. life? I like to have parties, but really in my house. So I just have like a lot of dancers and shit. They'll come by and we'll have parties at my house. We'll get the stripper pole and all of that shit. I, I like strippers. <laughs> strippers are fun. He said strippers are fun. Absolutely, man. Who are you listening to nowadays? Um, see, I'm listening to AZ new album. I'm listening to Nas new album. I don't really fuck with none of these new niggas. Um, they're weird to me. All these young rappers, they're fucking strange. I like Gunna, though. I did a movie with Gunna. Gunna is cool, yo. I think Gunna yeah. is cool. Um, Gunna working, too, man. I'm listening to Jake Stone. He out of L.A. That was Nipsey's artist. Right. That shit, the rest of these niggas ain't really... They're not, now, not me, man. Now, you know what my follow-up question going to be, right? What? Are you listening to Drake or Kanye's no, new album? No, it's trash. I'm not Somebody a Drake said fan, it. bro. You're not a Drake fan. I listened to Kanye's album. I thought it was better than Drake's album, but don't get me involved in that. I, like I said, I, 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 I had to ask you. I don't feel like punching Drake in his fucking face. <laughs> we ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that. I'm not a fan of this album, nah. Absolutely. So, um, moving forward, man, you know what I'm saying? I got saying? coffee here, man. You about to get me in trouble. No, no, I believe you alone. This is what happens when you want to stay on here. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Um, <laughs> hey, look, y'all, this is Marquise Moore. Tell them about the album one more time. Thank you, guys. Follow me. Make sure you check out my album coming out on 10-4. Pool Boy's album is out now called Sons of the Mac. I appreciate this interview, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Most definitely. Much love, and thank you for coming through. Remember to follow me live on Instagram at KingLegend757. Turn on those post notifications so you don't miss a beat.